0: A reading from Colossians 3, 1 through 4. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory.
1: Amen. Thank you, Zoe. All right. Uh, yeah, so things um, are going to look a little bit different than normal this morning. I am um, going to endeavor, by all the power that the Holy Spirit has given me, to preach in about half the time. Uh, You may have noticed we only have four verses today. That helps. Uh, Although, trust me, I could get a lot out of four verses if I needed to. Um, And and here's why. We want to make time um, to share some testimonies of things that have happened in in our church family. Um, And so I'm going to preach for uh, a short time, and then we're going to have a series of testimonies. Uh, Those are no less important than the sermon. We are actively uh, rejoicing together about the way that God has moved uh, in our community and in people's lives. And then after that, we as a church family are going to take communion together. Um, so if, you, if, you're like a per, if you're a person who likes a roadmap, you want to know where we're going, that's where we're heading today. Um, so I'm really excited to be able to do this with you. Um, yeah, praise the Lord. All right, so as I said, this is a short passage, just a mere four verses. Um, But you know, these four verses, uh, they they actually contain a lot. And I noticed uh, as I was working through this that um, really these four verses, they point us backwards, they point us forward, but they also help us um, to to pause in the moment. And and so what do I mean by that?
2: Uh,
1: These these verses remind us uh, of what has already been done, right? So you have words in here, it's like a summary of some of what we've already talked about. You have been raised with Christ. We already talked about that a couple weeks ago, right? Um, even uh, in verse 3, you died. In last chapter, in chapter 2, multiple times, a couple times, you have died with Christ, right? So I, I think the with Christ is assumed here. Um, this reminds us uh, of what we have already um, encountered in Colossians. I'm not going to reiterate, and for those of you who have not been here, I apologize. We do have sermons online. Did you know that? They're in a podcast. You can subscribe and everything. It's all there. Um, but we've been talking about this, what Christ has done on our behalf for his people, right? Cutting off our sinful nature, killing the old person that we were, right? Uh, releasing us from the guilty sentence of, of, of uh, sinners, uh, crossing this barrier, this alienation, this separation from God, and he has made it possible to reconcile to him. These are things we've talked about. It points us backwards to remind us what Christ has done. But it also points us forward. I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, points us forward to when Christ's work for us will be complete, right? When Christ appears, this is verse four, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory, right? So when Christ appears, it talks about his second coming, Jesus is returning, and we will also appear with him in glory. Uh, This is one of those things that I'm trimming now because I have to keep my sermon short. Keep hanging around, Easter and post-Easter, we will get into this more. Is that cool? Are we okay with that? Um, But this is uh, a crucial part of biblical faith, right? This hope that we hold out that one day Christ will return and his work will be fully complete, right? All the glimpses we get of his kingdom now will be seen in its fullness, okay? But for today... We're going to focus a little bit. This, this text kind of um, focuses a bit on what Christ is doing now. Um, and I think it does this in, in a couple ways. Um, one way it does is this phrase. You notice uh, a few times in these verses the phrase, with Christ. Do you guys notice this? Uh, the theme of our sermon series in Colossians is in Christ. And that shows up numerous times in, in these four chapters. Um, but there are a couple concentrations of the, the phrase with Christ, and this is one of those. So if you're into prepositions, all of those things are, are there, right? In Christ, with Christ, for Christ, by Christ, through Christ, adjacent to Christ, it's probably there. Um, we've been raised with Christ, we've died with Christ, we will appear with Christ, right? Um, but also there's this interesting, um, interesting phrase, your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Um, and if, if you want a little more literal translation, it's your life has been hidden with Christ in God. For those of you who love verb tenses, uh, there you go. Anybody love verb? No. Okay. Me neither. <laughs> um, sometimes in scripture, that word hidden, uh, it means uh, protected or kept safe, right? We're kept safe or protected with Christ in God. Um, in this case, I think it's think probably true here. Uh, but simply with the next, the next line that comes up, right, you will also appear with him in glory. That is, I think we're hidden in the sense that who we fully are created to be in Christ has not been fully seen. It will be seen one day, right? When he appears, we will appear with him in glory. Uh, but we don't necessarily see the fullness of who we are created to be. We don't necessarily see the fullness of the kingdom of God now. It's there. It's there. Um, but it, it, it's coming, right? Um, and again, that's something we'll pick up at another day. Um, but another way it focuses on, on now, the way I think it trims us down from big picture, kingdom, fullness of kingdom to now, is this, right? What is Christ doing now, according to these verses, right? He is sitting. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. Now, that might not sound very exciting, right? How is Christ working? He's sitting. Um, But you know, when you're the eternal son of God sitting, you can still do quite a lot. Um, and, And if you think about it, without using the words king or kingdom, this is royal imagery, right? He's sitting in the throne room right now. He is reigning, right? Jesus is currently sitting on his throne, awaiting for the day when his reign will be fully complete, but he is still reigning today, right? There is actually... Without, like I said, without using the word, there is a kingdom focus here. So when, when uh, we come to our response that it gives us, right, set your hearts on things above or set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Now, I think this could be, uh, this could be misunderstood. Um, that is, we could see, okay, not on earthly things. So nothing that happens here on earth matters right? You could think that way when you see these verses, Um, right? And have you ever heard, I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase um, about people who are so heavenly minded that they do no earthly good. Have You guys ever heard that, right? So people who just think about heaven and they do nothing here. Um, So you could actually just read these four verses in isolation and walk away with that. Uh, But when you keep reading the letter, and I think when you read the entirety of scripture, but just Colossians, that's where we are. Uh, it deals with things that seem earthly, right? I mean, you keep going. It talks about the way we speak to each other is one of the themes that we're going to see in the coming weeks, right? Uh, the, the way do we have patience with each other, forgiveness for each other, love for each other. It talks about things related to corporate worship in the coming verses. It spends quite a bit of time on relationships in the family, okay? Those are things that happen here on earth. So when he says, uh, think about um, things above, not on earthly things, I don't think he's talking in some cosmic spiritual geography sense. Right? That's not the point. Because above, above in these verses, that is where Christ is seated on his throne. So when we set our heart on things above, we are setting our our focus on the reality of of Jesus' reign over all things, right? We are focused on his kingdom. Um, And now, while we don't fully experience it, as I said, we see the kingdom of God. We see the reign of Jesus breaking into our world in all sorts of little ways, right? And the rest of this letter gives us these, these practical glimpses of the reign of Christ among his people, Right, when, we, when we set our, our minds and our hearts on, on Jesus' reign, on his kingdom, we start to see it. Right? We, we start to see it uh, break through in all sorts of little ways. And, and really what I'm, what I'm trying to say is I'll just plagiarize from, from Jesus when in doubt, just steal his words. Right. When Remember, he teaches us to pray, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we set our minds to focus on things above, on Christ's reign, where he is seated in the throne room of heaven over all things, when our minds are focused on that, we will actually start to see the way his kingdom has come on earth. So um, th- these verses, right, they, they encourage us to, to focus our lives on these things, right, on, on the ways we see his kingdom. Um, it could be big things. Like we love big stories, big testimonies, healings, uh, dramatic stories from the mission field, uh, you know, people coming to the Lord, salvation, right, Forg- people receiving forgiveness. These are wonderful things. I hope we have many, many, many testimonies like that in the years to come. Um, but you notice the Bible actually spends a lot of time on, uh, on little things, Right? As I was just saying in, in these coming, uh, coming two chapters in Colossians, there's a lot of small things that get talked about. Uh, these small victories, right? These uh, relationships with family and friends that are, that are strained, uh, being worked out, right? People uh, forgiving and, and being forgiven. Um, breakthrough in dealing with sin, right? When you kind of, something snaps in your mind and you're like, wait a minute, I don't have to do this, Right? I don't have to keep sinning in these ways because that sinful nature has been cut off. And it might be some small way that might almost seem imperceptible, and yet that's exactly what Christ is doing. It's his kingdom breaking in in simple, practical ways in our lives. Right? Encouragements we receive from others right, uh, uh, of that, that remind us of the goodness of God. All these little ways that we see Jesus working all the while, he's sitting in heaven on his throne, right? He's still working. So when we focus on things above, when we're focusing on what Christ is doing now from his throne, you will start to see all these little ways that he's working that would be easy to overlook. So, so what does that have to do with today? Um, we're going to hear some testimonies. Actually, Aaron, if you guys want to come up. Um, so what we're doing, we made some time for testimonies. These are ways simple, practical, might not seem earth-shattering to you, and yet if you add up enough little um, little moments, what happens, right? They grow into big moments. Of the way that Christ is working in people in our church. And so why don't you guys come on up, you can, I'll back off and keep my distance. I'll even put my mask back on. Um, so Aaron and Hannah are going to share a little bit about some of the ways the Bingo challenge, right, In the, the scavenger hunt prayer time that we did recently. So the one you guys got.
0: Hi, my name is Hannah Ellis, and I really enjoyed the bingo challenge this month. One thing that was meaningful to me was to tell a non-believing friend what Jesus means to me. I was playing at my friend's house, and her family is Hindu. We couldn't decide what to play. I told her Jesus helps me make hard decisions. Even though choosing what to play is not that hard of a decision, It gave me the chance to tell her what Jesus means to me and how he helps me.
3: I have a little—my name is Erin Ellis. I'm Hannah's mom, but I'll give a little shout-out. She was our family bingo champion. She really kept us on track and and moving forward with with the challenge this month. My testimony really goes along with what Danny was saying. It's just been a lot about the little things that God's been revealing. This past season for me has been one where my world has been super focused on my family. We've transitioned a foster son into our home. And just, I'm sure as a lot of you parents know, dealing with all of the the hybrid remote school stuff, it's just really time consuming and energy consuming. And a lot of days there just hasn't been much, if anything, left. Um, outside of that for me, as far as ministry or just, you know, a lot of other relationships. And I was encouraged by the bingo scavenger, or sorry, by the bingo challenge, um, just to remember that it doesn't take a lot to really bless and encourage other people. And it just has been really life-giving to, just to have that reminder to like look up and out again. Um, and then as part of the a conference last weekend, I took my daughters on the Quincy prayer scavenger hunt, um, and we had a blast. I would highly recommend. Um, I don't know if that stuff's still available, but you should go. It was really fun, <laughs> and just do it with a friend or your family. Um, but it was such an encouragement to me to just really remember the power of prayer and to see people not part of this church coming and praying for the city of Quincy. And our family recently bought a house in Milton, um, and the scavenger hunt just really encouraged me to start praying for my new neighborhood in really big ways, bigger ways than I had been praying for it. And so I've just been really asking God for big things for our new neighborhood, things, um, you know, community and connection, but really just big opportunities to share the gospel and revival in our neighborhood. And as part of that, I'd ask God, just every time we are over there, can you you know, can we meet a new neighbor? And so God was just faithful to answer that prayer on Friday. And we were at our house and we were just killing time. We were, Michael was like, let's leave. And I said, you know, we have a few minutes, let's just stay. And the kids were playing in the front yard. And right after that, um, this couple just drove by and they stopped and, and talked to us. And It was just really sweet. It was just, just such a good example of a small victory, but, but such a big example of God's faithfulness and goodness.
1: So we're going to have Miss, or Mrs., sorry, Becky Bukineri. Rebecca Hope. Let's yes. go with Hope. Here. Rebecca
0: Hope, All right. yes. Real quick, I just want to say, Hannah, that's so cool because I actually grew up with a friend who's Hindu and would share with her, and I just I want to um, pray with you for your friend that um, that you would hear God's voice when you, um, when you feel like he's prompting you to share um, how God is... Been part of your life, and um, that she would, that the Holy Spirit would soften her heart um, towards the truth of God. So that's so cool. Um, So at the conference, um, some things that Tim um, was talking about, I just feel like some of the truths that he was speaking, I really allowed to sink in, um, and it was just really powerful for me. So one of the things that really stuck was when he was talking about how um, when you know ahead of time before you say yes to God in something, if you know ahead of time that ultimately what you say yes to may not look like what you had hoped, right? so it might look actually like you failed in doing something um, like he was sharing his experience about, you know, he was saying, my heart was in line with God's heart. I wanted to see people come to know Jesus. I wanted to see, like, just a big move of God, and he didn't see that, and, um, but what he, after processing, what he felt like God was teaching him was that, in the end, the prize is Jesus, (laughs) and it's really simple, but it really just um, struck me, especially in the setting of a conference where normally I feel like I would come into that kind of feeling sort of just like an anxiety. Like, is God, you know, like, I want to come in with these big questions of asking God, like, please give me breakthrough in this area, or um, oh, is God going to speak something to me that I'm not ready to hear? Or, you know, um, after letting the truth of, um, you know, the, the reality that eternity with Jesus is <laughs> our prize, letting that sink in. I mean, I can't even tell you like how much peace, just even like on a physical sense, like I was experiencing in that, um, the rest of the time there. And, um, sorry, one, one quick thing. Let me just check. Um, Yeah. So I was, I was telling Lisa um, a little bit about that and she was saying that that might be something um, that would speak to, you know, some of us here, like specifically coming and planting this church during a pandemic and not knowing what, um, what it's going to look like moving forward when hopefully we get more people in here. Hopefully people come to know the Lord, you know, I just hope that that's encouraging, you know, to all of us that, okay, it might not look like we thought, or um, we're not saying yes to, like, a, an outcome, you know, we're saying yes to him. And and just walking with him in, in little ways um, is really what's most important. And I even just felt, like, real quick, like, from this past week when I was at work, like, even little things like... Um, I work in a, I'm a school nurse and I'm right outside the administrative offices. And I hear a lot going on um, with some families and other students and where I kind of felt like a temptation to like pry and ask more questions. I really just felt like simply like God was like, is that a medical thing, Becky? Like, do you need to know that? Like, do you need to participate in that conversation? I'm like, no, I don't like. And I just, like little simple things like that, I was like, okay, God, like I'm listening to your voice, you know, like I'm, you are my prize. (laughs) Like, um, I just felt like I was able to just be more in step with, um, with the Lord. So yeah, that's my.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. I love it. Thank you. Saying, not saying yes to an outcome we're saying yes to him right is that a good amen so I asked uh my friend Victor Turner to come on up some of you guys know Victor and uh just to share a little bit of how um you know we've spent the last two-ish months in Colossians and uh I actually don't know what Victor's going to say I'm assuming it's related to Colossians but um if it's not then just forget everything I'm saying right now um but yeah just to come up and share a little bit of how that's been a blessing to him share a word with us so.
2: Yeah, first I want to say that, um, had it not been for the school nurse in high school, I would not have graduated, so, um, thank you, Becky. Um, I've been praying for my mom a lot lately, and just asking her, uh, asking God to bless her. My mom is 96 years old, and so the strangest thing happened, um, My mom called me on the phone, and so my mom can't even dial a phone, and I don't know how this was arranged, but the phone rang, and it was my mom. And my mom said, Victor, I miss you. I want to come visit you. I want to get in the car and come visit you. And so I said, Mom, it's a long drive. We're a thousand miles away. And so she says, wow, that's a long way. And then there was silence on the phone. And knowing my mom, what the silence meant was, I really don't care that it's 2,000 miles. I want to visit you and I want to see you now. What my mom can't remember because she has dementia and some other memory issues, is that when we were little kids, my big sister moved to San Diego. And my mom was missing my big sister. And she she told me and two other siblings, she says, we're going to see your sister. And we're like, mom, that's 2,500 miles away. And mom says, I don't care, we're going to see your sister. So she packed us into a station wagon and we crossed from Chicago to uh, San Diego. It took eight days to get there. We lived on, uh, I'm sure it was K-rations or whatever they were. We lived on uh, this uh, dried camper food that you add water and uh, just whatever. But before we left, I said, Mom, don't you think that we should call uh, Josie and ask if she's going to be around? Maybe she has plans. She says, oh, she'll be there. Don't worry about it. So eight days later, we pull up, and we knock on the door, and my sister just answered the door and said, come on in. And we had an amazing time. We stayed at my sister's eight days, and that was us showing up unannounced. Uh, We had such an amazing time. In Colossians, in the first chapter, uh, it says something for this, and this is a paraphrase of the message version. It says, the writer says, I always give thanks uh, to God for you, to God our Father and our Messiah, Jesus Christ. I learned three things about Jesus through my mom. Number one, my mother's love and God's love for me is overwhelming. By overwhelming, I mean whether we're talking on the phone or talking in person, my mother's love for me is so powerful that I can feel it. It's tangible. It's something that I know is real. It's just overwhelming. I can't explain it to you. I don't understand it, but it is so incredibly real that it's something that I can hold on to. Number two, my mother's love is non-ending. It's endless. Meaning, no matter what happens, no matter what goes on, my mother's love and Christ's love for me is going to be completely consistent. The third thing I learned about my mom's love is it's reckless. <laughs> you were singing this song today, were you? <laughs> We have someone in the audience that looks very embarrassed and I keep looking at her. My mother's love and Christ's love for us is without regard to cost. We were poor growing up. How are we going to get to California? What will we eat? My mother's like, I don't care. I just want to see my daughter. I was on the phone with my mom, and she let me know she didn't care. Either she's coming to me, or I better be coming to her. Finally, I wanted to share with you that it doesn't matter how distance we get from God, whether it's a thousand miles or a million miles, or it is a sin that we have uh, gotten into or a bad habit or unbelief or self-condemnation. God knows how to close that gap. And it is his overwhelming, non-ending, reckless love for us that's going to always close that gap. The other day, the f- my, 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 my uh, doorbell rang and it was Pastor Danny at the door. And the first thing he said to me was, I'm so sorry I didn't call. He will never know how hard I laughed in my spirit when he says, I'm so sorry I didn't call. Because you're a white guy, you're a big guy, you don't look like my mama. But you made me think of my mom when you came by and bought those Christmas gifts. And I thank God for that. Those are the things I've been thinking about lately.
1: It's more of a compliment for me than your mother. Thank you. Thank you guys for sharing, and we could, uh, you know, if we had an endless amount of time in this room, we could keep having people come up. And so uh, I want to encourage you guys, um, why are we doing this, right, is we're trying to, we're asking the question, in what ways are we seeing Jesus work now, right, as he's sitting on his throne, as he's ruling over the entire cosmos, right, he's keeping planets spinning, you know, stars are staying in place because he's holding it all together. He is also working in all these tiny little ways that just little tiny victories um, that add up into these big victories, these little revelations of love, right, that, we, that a phone call reminds us of. So I want to encourage you, uh, take time, I mean, today, at lunch, this week, while you're eating with people, while you're hanging out, testify, right? Testify to what the things you're seeing that God's doing. Share something, anything. Uh, and even better, perhaps, than just seeing what God is doing in you or for you, call it out on other people. Say, hey, I actually am seeing the character of Christ in you, right? Because sometimes we don't see it ourselves. You guys ever have that happen? And then someone says, actually, I've noticed this about you. I can see God working. It's just, it's helping us focus, focus on the reign of Christ. Okay.